Greetings and aloha. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis, and this is episode number one of series number two in our solo episode series. And uh, series number two is focused on life force principles. So series number one was a deep dive into holistic nutrition. We went so far into so many different cubby holes of that conversation and really creating more of a foundational, appropriate, hierarchical kind of structure to how to design an evolutionary-based nutrition strategy for yourself that is based on the abundance of the menu board of nature, everything that we have available to us, not restricting ourselves, but expanding our awareness into what's possible, what can we include into our nutrition strategies, how can we appropriate our, our food knowledge based on living foods, wild foods, wild food intuition, going into like how big raw food is, raw plant food in of itself, just as a foundational principle to any dietary system that you subscribe to, it is the foundation and that's unavoidable and we have to understand that. And then getting into superfoods, what are superfoods? What is a superfood really? Is it a blueberry? Is it a grape? Or is it something completely different? And obviously it is something completely different and we went deep into that. Um, understanding ancient cultures and civilizations and how they organized their their food systems and their medicine systems and going into tonic herbalism and everything to do with that, getting into ancestral dietary patterns, the blue zones, the longest living people in the world. And then finally, we capped it off with uh, supplementation in my top 10 favorite Um, naturally derived, food-based, highly effective supplements, and uh, many other cool things like that. So now, really excited to go even deeper with all of you into some of the deeper areas of health, of personal transformation, and how to cultivate and nourish life force potential. And the first place to start Mm -hmm. is with a, it's a philosophy, it's a perspective, and it's a way of life that originated from Taoist tonic herbalism and has also been incorporated into Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, as we discussed before in the tonic herbal episode, that TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, is a scientific adaptation and a scientific, more allopathic-ish model, more of a mechanism, structural model to the teachings of Taoist tonic herbalism, which were more focused on connection to nature, the energetic components of all that was going on within the the herbal system, within nature, within the human body, the psycho-emotional aspects as well. And, um, you know, that's really important to understand. But today we're going to go deeper into a concept called the three treasure philosophy. And there's actually four treasures, which was brought out by a man named Truth Calkins, who's an incredible, you know, master nutritionist, 
holistic health expert, herbalist, somebody that I really um, I looked up to for a long time when I was living in Los Angeles, California, working at the Air One Tonic Bar. Some of you may know about that. Before they expanded and became what it is today, there was only one, and it was in Hollywood, and I worked there um, right after the Truth Calkins era. And uh, what an incredible experience. And that's where I learned so much and brought so much of my own my own teachings into nutrition and learned so much about the herbal systems, tonic herbal alchemy, creating incredible elixirs, all that cool stuff. Now, what I want to touch on before we get into the nitty gritty here is a few things. One of the things is my own personal observations and experiences over the years of being involved with the vegan, vegetarian, plant-based, raw food circles, communities. Um, I've also been involved in all other communities of holistic health uh, because I don't just segue myself into one particular circle, but I do have a vast, vast amount of personal experience in the raw food world in particular. And I want to talk about something that I think is very important because I'm promoting a message that is centered in, in, yeah, centered around living food awareness and plant-based uh, nutrition. And what I want to say with that is that there's some fundamental um, do's and don'ts. There's a way to do living foods, and there's certainly many, many ways I would say not to do it long term. We have to understand the difference between a short term healing approach and a long term maintenance or sustainable approach to whatever our dietary systems may be. And you really have to use your own wild intuition. And you only develop that wild intuition through cleansing, detoxing, increasing the amount of wild genetic food that has more wild genetics in it that hasn't been excessively hybridized and bred and cultivated so much that it doesn't have that wild genetics in it. That also infuses into us through our microbiome and it, it builds this wild or activates this more primal wild nature that we can use as an intuitive navigation system to not only find you know better food options but how to live in a way that is more consummate of our our liberated authentic um, you know unbridled or boundless self that's where all this is ultimately going if it's not going in that direction then why are we focusing so much on the food it's not to obsess over the food it's to cultivate life force potential right which is what this series is all about so now when it comes to the raw food thing one thing I've noticed is that when people do certain types of diets long term that do not do, are not appropriate for their constitution, for their metabolism, what they really need. Say somebody needs more of a higher fat type of diet, but they're doing excessive amount of sugar and carbohydrates and fruit, and they're trying to minimize their salt and fat intake. Over time, what tends to happen is those people become very ungrounded. They become very agitated, very irritable. In the Ayurvedic elemental system, it would be a dosha imbalance, and they would have a wind 
excess, meaning there's too much wind energy, there's not enough earth energy, and they're just kind of all over the place. We might also call that from a biochemical perspective, an over-alkalization, an alkalosis is the actual term, where somebody becomes too alkaline, say they're doing too many green juices, but they don't have enough grounding material to ground them into their physical body, or they're just not grounded to the earth. And so they're spacey and they're, they're lack of motivation, lack of willpower, all of these different things. Um, and it can go the reverse, by the way, um, especially in the paleo world where people are eating so much meat. They're not eating enough vegetables. They're not doing any green powdered superfoods. They're not cleansing or detoxing. So it's excess animal nitrogenous protein, which is highly acidic, and they're, they're becoming too densified. They're becoming too earthy. So then they would have an earth excess and they need to lighten it. They need more wind so they can become more levitational instead of so gravitational and so dense, right? Because density is like calcification. It silts us up and it makes us too hard and rigid. So we have to find that that even keel balance that's going to be appropriate for our metabolism over time. And why this is important is this brings in why herbalism actually is so important for all dietary um, approaches, right? And I talked about this before. You know, if you don't have an herbal a perspective, a tonic herbal perspective in your dietary kind of practice, then, you know, it's only going to fill in so many gaps, you know, you're not going to have any adaptogenic substances, any immunomodulatory substances, any elemental energetic substances that can modulate and regulate certain aspects of your human harmonic system um, and your energy body as well that normal food just doesn't do, right? That's why I added it into the hierarchical structure of an evolutionary nutrition program because it's fundamental. And so, you know, what I'm talking about with these these excesses and dietary approaches is ultimately what happens is the three treasures, your treasure system, which is built into your human body, your human design, your, your biological, physiological, hormonal, neurological, and also your immunological, and also your energetic bodies are being affected by the, the deficiency or the excess of certain energies that are being produced or are being withheld from us. So I know I'm throwing a lot of ideas, a lot of concepts. I'm just kind of going in a, in a spontaneous fashion with this. But ultimately where this is leading is our topic, which is the three treasures of Chinese herbalism. And what we want to do is as we're increasing the nutrient efficiency – and density of our, our physical nutrients. So from a quantum physics perspective, our nutrients are like they're the particles. They're the physical particle matter that are like minerals and, and you know, trace minerals, regular minerals, um, uh, phytonutrients, uh, all, the, all the different things. Right? I'm not going to get into it. So all the different physical matter. And then they all have an energetic component to it. But then you also have the wave, which is like, let's just call that pure potential, 
right? So the waveform is potential, and then the particle is that potential actualized into a material form. Now, when we think of the human body, we think of the, the physical body. And so that would be like the, the mass amount of particles consolidated and concentrated into a physical structure. But then there is also the wave. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to exist in a wave form, which is also the same as what they call the zero point or, or um, being in the flow. And that is another way of saying you are in the zone of pure potential, meaning that you can create yourself out of that. We know that our organs and our body recreates itself all the way up to seven years as a complete system, but all the different organs have a particular timeline um, of, of you know time where they recreate themselves up to a certain point in the life cycle. But if we've done so much oxidative damage to our body and we've accelerated the aging process, so our biological age is at the point or higher than our chronological age, say we're 50 years old, but biologically we're either 50 or older, that means we have accelerated the biological aging process and we're not able to reproduce ourselves um, as effectively. But we can reverse that biological aging process and reproduce our organs and our glands and our cells and our bones and our, our skeletal structure and our brain tissue and the neurons and the synaptic connections of the brain and the nervous system. We can remodel ourselves so we operate as a completely renewed, revitalized, transformed human being, right? Now, in order to do this, you need to live in a space of pure potential. And, and so this is where I want to, that's, that's a, I didn't expect to go into that, that context, but what a great context for what we're going to talk about. So look, the three treasures, what is it? Okay. So the three treasures is basically a system. It's a, it's a, it's a philosophical point of view of the Taoist tonic herbal system where basically your, your three treasures are the three primary energies that exist within your human body, let's say, that dictate health and vitality, energy, um, drive, willpower, motivation, inspiration, psycho, psychological, emotional, physical, and spiritual health and well-being is really the way to say it. So I'm going to get into... Um, I'm going to get into that in a moment. Before we do that, I want to talk about yin and yang. Now, this idea of yin and yang also obviously comes from the Chinese heritage. And yin is associated as water or softness or feminine. Yang is associated as fire, as um, exertion or initi uh, initiative, action, or as masculine right? So ultimately what yin and yang are, and by the way, there's yin and yang energies in the body, and there's yin and yang foods, there's yin and yang herbs, there's yin and yang dynamics, and what yin and yang represent is complementary polarities or complementary opposites that work in harmony with one another that essentially complete each other, right? So it's in, they, they have their own completion within themselves, but they're complementary to one another, right? So they're complementary opposites. 
So a great example of this would be hydrogen and oxygen. And this is something I, I talk about a lot. I will go deeper into this in a, in a further episode in this series. And what hydrogen actually is, other than the formative embryonic substance of all life in, in a major part of what we call H2O, um, water, hydrogen is the number one concentrated um, element in the sun. So when we think of Father Sky... We're thinking of the, the masculine energy of hydrogen. And when we think of Earth, we usually think of Mother Earth, of Gaia. We think of Earth as a female, right? When people are like, you know, they do ayahuasca or they think of the Earth, they never say he. They always say she. But when we think of the sun, we usually think of the heavenly father or the he, right? So it's father sky. Very interesting thing. And hydrogen actually has a masculine energy. Oxygen has a feminine energy. And most of the earth <clears throat> is made up of oxygen. And when hydrogen and oxygen, they, they're attracted to each other. So they're polarities that have a, 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 a charge and attraction. And when they come together, they mate or parabond, then they create H2O. And then that's the formative substance that is birthed from Father Sky, Mother Earth. And then water, as we know, is the most ennobled, rarefied, really the most alchemical substance and the most spiritually imbued substance in the world. Right. That, that's a that's a whole perspective in of itself. Uh, maybe I will do an entire episode on water. I'm sure people would love that. But just for the point being Water represents the, the manifestation of complementary opposites. And then going a little bit deeper, you think of the hermetic text, the seven hermetic laws. And one of the hermetic, and this is where alchemy originally it comes from, from Thoth or Hermes, um, who is really the, the, the unearther of the hermetic laws. And one of the laws is the law of gender. So masculine, feminine. Yin, yang, hydrogen, oxygen, um, anabolism, catabolism, right? Entropy, syntropy, or extropy. Every single thing built into the universe, built into all creation, is built on complementary opposites in the unification of polarities. The right hemisphere of the brain, the left hemisphere of the brain. In between those is something called the corpus callosum, which bridges the communication of the right and left hemispheres of the brain. This is super, super fascinating stuff. And this all is very important because people are like yin and yang. Oh, it's masculine and feminine. They don't even understand what they're talking about. People that are out there talking about this kind of thing oftentimes are just throwing these terms around the divine masculine, divine feminine, sacred union, all of that is legitimate and true, and we need more of that for sure. But we need to understand, A, we have these forces and energies built inside of us, and we need to create an interpersonal unification within ourselves. And then this also exists in our outside world, whether it's with another person, it's with food, it's with our connection to our environment, with nature, with animals, etc., etc., the forces that we work with every single day to cultivate the life force potential 
that we seek to create. This is a much deeper dive into health and wellness than you know, just talking about nutrients and minerals and macronutrients, obviously. So now with that stated, um, we can move on to the three treasures because the three treasures are such a deep topic that I'm going to try to just give you an overview and give you some, some really good information, but I can't go like infinitely deep with you, A, because I'm always learning more, and B, um, it would just overload. It would just be so much to take in all at once. The, um, I have a course called the Tonic Herbal Mastery Program, um, which you can find on my website. And that is a great course to really get started with this kind of thing or my Holistic Health Mastery Program. Either one will be very supportive for you. But let's move into the three treasures. So the three treasures go like this. There's Qi, there's Jing, and there's Shen. And I will say, according to Truth Calkins, there's a fourth treasure called willpower. Um, and just to talk, just to just to note, just to make a note on that, willpower is the is the actionable manifestation of the 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 functionality of all of these other treasures. In in in, uh, it's so interesting. It's like. A lot of this language that feels so accurate is also could be potentially abstract. It's basically when these three treasures are working in alignment and harmony, the, the manifestation is will, having the will to act, having the will to persevere, the will to, pers- yeah, to persist and persevere, to accomplish whatever your soul mission is. When we don't have the willpower, we are, we have a treasure deficiency. That's so. I, that's a great way to actually just simplify that. When your willpower is high, you feel your personal power, your strength. You're on. You you are on point. But if you don't, then there's an imbalance. There's there might be a dosha issue, like we mentioned before. You might be too windy, too you know all over the place. You need to you need to align and integrate back into your physical body. So you can actually act from the body, not acting from, you know, the ethereal space of the mind. So let's start with chi. So chi, Q-I, not C-H-I, although that doesn't really matter, but that's the proper spelling is Q-I. Chi is the, it's the animated force, the animated energy of the body. So it's basically what actually animates the body. It's what allows us to move. It's what allows me to talk. And it's the exertive energy, the animated energy, you know, the doing energy. That's your chi. So we've heard this from like kung fu movies and things like that, you know, chi, chi, chi. And in the Western world, chi is pretty on tap. It's basically firepower, right? Um, and so chi is like, you know, there's no real issues with chi in the Western world, typically speaking. Um, there are issues with what creates chi. And we'll get into that in a moment. But chi is basically like from a, from a physical level, it's your cardiovascular flow, it's your blood flow, it's the quality of your blood. Um, so, you know, the, if you have deficiencies, like an iron deficiency of you of anemia, um, you have anything that's affecting your blood chemistry, diabetes, insulin imbalances, hypoglycemia, 
um, things of this nature, high triglycerides, blood pressure, etc. These are all going to be chi issues. So you either have a chi excess, you know, so you have too much heat in the system, and we need more yin energy. There's too much yang energy, so we need more yin energy to cool down the system and ultimately to re-metabolize that excess heat into something that is more usable. And that can also be excess sexual energy that is not able to be redirected into restorative healing energy um, or something else that would be more more productive, right? To raise from that lower chakra and to raise it upward so it can be uh, mobilized somewhere else. And by the way, the mobilization through your blood and through your immune system and your lymphatic fluid is chi. So mobility is chi energy. Okay, so the next thing is jing. Jing is a very deep topic, and Jing is basically what allows Qi to flourish. Jing is your primordial life force energy. Um, there's a lot of different ways to think about it. I'll break it down a few different ways. From an enzyme bank account perspective, one of the things that we hear in the raw food world is that you know you need enzymes, so we're eating food to we're eating raw food to get enzymes. That's only a partial truth. Really what the enzyme story is actually about is that your entire life cycle and every organism in the world runs on enzymes. So enzymes are the spark. They're the catalytic spark of life um, amongst all life, particularly our human lives, our human bodies. And when you're born, you have a certain amount of what's called metabolic or life enzymes, those enzymes represent your pure genetic metabolic potential, okay? Now, as we go through the life cycle and we go through the aging cycle and we're burning up our, our, we're burning up our jing, we're burning up our enzyme bank account, we're burning up that potential and we're misusing it because that's the Western culture. It's just firepower, 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 you know, masturbation, masturbation, ejaculation, ejaculation. It's like just constantly exerting our life force energy till we drain it and then at some point – our body can't reproduce and repair itself. And then we need to take all these substances outside of us to somehow get back what we had lost all this time ago. That is, that's one perspective. Now, um, so that's your, your enzyme perspective, which is also similar to Jing. Now, when you're born, you have something called prenatal Jing and postnatal Jing. So your prenatal Jing is all the genetic potential from your mother and from your father that goes into you, goes into the formation, the development of your neuromuscular system, and goes into you. And your it's basically your Jing bank account that you're given by the genetic pool of your mother and father and their heritage, right, their lineage. All of that pure potential goes into you. Um, and some people have more of that to start. Some people have less. And then your postnatal jing is basically the jing that you can cultivate and you can add on to, um, kind of like the metabolic enzymes, right? When you take in full spectrum metabolic enzymes, that's kind of like the postnatal jing ideas. You're, you can do things to nourish 
your jing after you're born and as you're going through the life cycle. Um, so those are two different parts of the jing complex. And really what jing is, is especially prenatal jing, prenatal jing is, is time-released energy reserves. So this is when if you're in a survival situation or something that, you know, like a mother, for example, there's been many, many countless examples of mothers that have had to adrenalize very, very quickly to save their child. And they had like superhuman strength for a very immediate amount of time. And um, what allows that? That's the time released energy reserve that you have from basically your prenatal and your postnatal jing in combination to have that, that storage of life force energy that allows you to adrenalize quickly in order to save the life of a loved one or to save your own life. And it's almost like spirit takes over in a moment. It's not something you practice. It's something that moves through you. But if you have depleted yourself over your lifespan, then the potential for that is going to be diminished. And it's also going to result in lower quality of life, um, lower sex drive over time, uh, hormonal issues, definitely mental cognitive issues for sure, just energy altogether. You're just not going to have the ability to produce um, that that animated life force chi yang energy and that's when we lose willpower even depression psychological emotional issues can be a byproduct of this for sure uh, we know when people this will be a longer topic but we know when men em, uh, masturbate chronically then they tend to be more passive they tend to be more depressed um, they don't have the willpower and, and all of that all that jing material that stem cell life force reproductive procreative material is all jing so you're just you're just you know you know leaking jing energy and by the way your sleep quality is a huge part of this too if you're staying up all night burning the candle at both ends then that's going to be a major problem and that's going to be more obvious in an example i give in a moment so i want to i want to move on here so let's also talk about shen now, every great herbalist I've ever talked to, whether it was Roger Drummer, it was Romania Dean Thomas, it was Dr. George Lamoureux, it was um, uh, Ron Teagarden, my friend Thomas Dale, uh, Herbal Tom, many other incredible herbalists that I know, um, they all say pretty much the same thing, which is that the ultimate goal of Chinese medicine and Chinese herbalism and the three treasures in cultivating life force is to maximize our Shen potential. And basically, Shen is your spirit. It's spiritual potency. It's metaphysical, interpersonal, psychological, emotional, spiritual energy. And so it has a lot to do with charisma, enthusiasm, happiness, joy, um, more of a spiritual, interpersonal relationship with the invisible world, I would even say. So it's metaphysical in nature. And so when you look at the hermetic laws of alchemy in the law of magnetism in particular, which we call a law of attraction, I don't think the law of attraction is quite accurate. It's the law of magnetism. That's the original law. And you become more magnetic when you increase your shen. Now, in order to increase Shen, 
This involves going through the traumas, the pains, the wounding that we've had in our life because these are the things that inhibit our ability to to cultivate and fully express our spiritual potency into the world in the form of the way that we we speak, the cadence of our speak, the way that we we share our our energy with other people, um, our happiness, our joy, our passion, all that kind of thing, right? So hopefully you can see how these three treasures all circulate within each other. And um, what I want to do now, as we're, we're reaching the, the closing point of all this, I want to do two things. I want to talk about an analogy that will make the three treasures, I think, kind of come alive for you. And then we will talk about the top herbs, or some of my favorite herbs anyways, that are Qi, Jing, and Shen-based herbs. So that should be helpful and fun. So the analogy that I like the most is the candle metaphor. And the candle metaphor is basically you have a candle, you have the wax of the candle, you have the flame, and then you have the purple hue that if you use perception and you really look at the flame, then there's a purple hue on top of it that you may or may not have noticed. So... Um, the, the candle is actually the Jing. That is the Jing material. And that's like our genetic material. It's our genetic and epigenetic material of our genome that we're born with postnatal and also prenatal that we have control over. And if you imagine the flame, if the flame is tempered and it's steady and it's calm, then the, the wax will last a lot longer, right? So imagine the wax being your life cycle, and then the flame, if it's out of control, and it's not tempered, it's not stable, it's instable, and it's just out of control, then it's going to burn through the wax a lot quicker, right? Just sit with that for a second. That's very simplistic and obvious. Now, the, the, the flame is the chi, right? If your chi energy is wild, untamed, unrefined, unfocused, it's all over the place, then you are just going to burn through that candle. And as you get down to the tip of it, the bottom of it, it will become very obvious that you don't have much of a flame left. But it's very deceiving in the beginning because you think, oh, I'm invincible. I have infinite amounts of energy. Yeah. And as the hormones start to go, and as the genetic material and the enzyme bank accounts start to go, um, you become more susceptible to immunological problems and infectious organisms over time. And you, you just basically break down because you don't have the genetic material that you did before and it's been mismanaged and misused. And then, you know, the, 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 chrono, the, the dan you know, how do you say, the biological clock starts to clock out. We want to avoid this. So the, the hue, now look, now go the flame. The hue on the top of the flame is Shen. It's the subtle energies of your body. And that's the spirit. So the expression, the, 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 the stronger the, the wax and the brighter and bolder and more stable the flame, the, the more um, enhanced and pronounced the Shen is. And, that, and then you have a stable pillar and you can direct your energy in any way that you can.
can and see fit. So that's my favorite metaphor on this topic to really bring it home. Now, let's talk about herbs. Now, there are foods and herbs that all denote these qualities. Let's just talk about a few different herbs real quick. I'm not going to get into the herbs, but I want to at least help you understand what some what some um, some treasure-based herbs are. So let's start with chi. My favorite chi herbs, I think, are probably astragalus, ginseng, and ashwagandha. Um, there's a number of other really great ones as well. But those are my favorite, astragalus, ginseng, and ashwagandha. Very, very energetic, um, You know, great for energy levels, great for promoting mental focus, many other things as well. And these are all also adaptogens as well. Um, astragalus is not really an adaptogen. It's a, it, 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 it's an immuno, it upregulates the immune system, but it doesn't downregulate it. So um, astragalus is not technically an adaptogen, but ginseng and ashwagandha are. Jing, hoshu wu, cordyceps, eucomia, makuna. These are probably my favorite jing herbs. And a little distinction here is good. Hoshu wu is considered a yin jing herb. Cordyceps and eucomia are considered yang jing herbs. So you can have yin jing energy, which is the yin is more of the the reserved energy, right? So it's going to build up the bank account. And by the way, in your organ system, jing is most localized in the, the kidneys and the adrenals. That's also where the emotions or the energies of fear and courage or willpower are. So if you're jing deficient, you're going to be more susceptible to doubt, to fear, to these lower level emotions. But if you have that jing power in those reserves, then you're going to have more courage, more willpower, like we discussed before. So cordyceps and eucomia being yang jing herbs, the, the yang jing is more, it's immediate energy. It has restorative qualities, but it's immediate energy, but it doesn't draw from your, your bank account, so to speak. But the yin jing, like Hoshu Wu, um, Shizandra would probably be, you could throw that in there too. They, they, they're not energetic. They actually help downregulate and relax the system a little bit more. And they help build the, the back end lifespan longevity reserves. So doing these things in combination is very helpful. Makuna, number one um, herb in L-dopa, levodopa for dopamine. Dopamine is housed primarily in the adrenals as well. And this has a lot to do with neuroprotective, um, you know, your motor function, brain brain function, dopamine. These are actually jing-based qualities. And so that's very important. And then finally, the shen herbs I want to mention are reishi mushroom, pearl powder, albizia, asparagus root, and angelica root. These are all like uplifting, spiritually related herbs. Um, Reishi in particular is the number one herb of them all, but then pearl powder is amazing. Albizia is really amazing. Albizia tinctures, asparagus root is great, angelica root. These are all very uplifting, very um, calming. There's a, there's a component with shen herbs, which is a calming effect, a de-stressing effect. So 
there you go. This was a pretty deep, like all of our, I guess all of our talks have been pretty deep and have gone in many, many different directions, which is exciting and fun. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot out of it. So there it is. What else to say? If you want to go deeper into tonic herbalism, I suggest checking out my course, the Tonic Herbal Mastery Program. And like I shared in a previous episode, that course is normally $297. For everyone listening here, you will get $97 off. Um, Currently, as I'm recording this, the website is being remodeled. So I will have any coupons or anything in the show notes if we, we get that updated before Uh, this is released. Otherwise, reach out to me on either Instagram, Facebook, or my email, ronnie at holistichealthmastery.com. Let me know that you're interested in the course. I will personally give you a coupon for $97 off, so it's just $200, my special gift to you, and um, I'm happy to be of service. And this was just a fun, fun episode. Hope you got a lot out of it, and looking forward to the next one.